Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Warriors don't like playing the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies don't like playing the Warriors. And in the remaining 19 games this year on Golden State seasons, they're going to go to Memphis two times. They've got two games left with the Grizzlies. Both of these games are in Memphis, and that made us sort of pay a little bit more attention than we might have to Tim Kewen's piece today about Dylan Brooks, because we do know and have acknowledged, even though the Grizzlies haven't really won anything, they are enough of a pain in the rear end to where there is a legitimate rivalry. And you can't have rivalry in this league without a villain and Dylan Brooks loves playing that role. Tim Kewen, ESPN senior writer, really did a heck of a profile on a guy who is very comfortable being unliked, even to a degree in his own locker room, apparently. Tim, thank you for joining us here on Damon and Ratto. It's good to have you on. And look, sports needs villains. They need guys to volunteer some villainry. And Dylan Brooks does just that. Yeah, he sure does. And, uh, you know, those of us in our business like, like it when we come across a guy that's unfiltered and uh, will say what's on his mind. And when you combine the, the uh, on-court villainy with his, uh, with his willingness to, to talk about it, that's, that's gold. Is how much of you know, his talking about that is basically just sort of tarring the road in front of him for the next guys that he has to play against? And how much of it is genuinely him believing that this is the way he stays in the league? Well, I think there's a, a couple of things at work there. Um, one thing is that I, I do not doubt that he is totally calculated, especially with with what he talks about with the Warriors. Um, I think he is, um, as you say, tarring the road in a way. Um, I think he's also knows that he's on a team with with a, I guess you'd say, superstar in John Morant who kind of has gets attention for other reasons and I think that Brooks is willing to sort of stand up there with the you know stand on top of the roof during the lightning storm um for those guys I think that's part of it he'll take the heat um and yeah I think that that there's another aspect here where I think he feels like he's been uh kind of overlooked especially in the in the all defense uh you know, voting over the years and, and partly because of his personality. So I think there's a, there's a few things at work here. I think he, he kind of saw this as an opportunity to, to campaign a little bit for himself um, and get, you know, get, get a little attention and, and, and maybe deflect a little attention from his teammates at the same time. 
Is he a good guy? I mean, do you think that? Uh, yeah, I mean, would it? it he, there's there's acting like a villain, then there's real really being like a, a a bad guy. I mean, Draymond Green is an on court villain. Off the court, he's a really good guy. He's very personable. You can hear it in the way he talks. Um, does Dylan try to remain in bad guy mode even in an inter- interview? No, uh, he was he was uh, no. I, I didn't get any. Imp- I can't judge what a guy's like. <laughs> you know off the court or, you know, in his own time. Um, I can judge him by the fact that there's never been anything public about him being being in trouble off the court. So um, everyone that I talk to, his high school coach speaks very highly of him. He still goes back there and, and back to uh, outside of Toronto and, and helps the, the guys there, holds, you know, does the camp thing and all that like most guys do. So I have no reason to think he's, he's a, a, a bad guy. Um, as far as the way he was during the interview, I mean, he was very, he was pretty intense, you know? I mean, I think, uh, he prepares for games by, you know, watching the guy he's going to guard. I kind of had the feeling that he prepared for the interview a little bit. You know, I was there for a week before I talked to him and, and I, you know, I, we talked after, before and after every game. And then we had a, a big sit down toward the end of the week and, and, uh, yeah, I think he probably would have sized me up as the week went on. Did I'm fine it, with that. I was doing the same to him. How, how much do you think it bothered him, if at all, that Steve Kerr really put him on front street when, you know, Gary Payton got injured, Gary Payton the second, and, and he said Dylan Brooks broke the code? I think there's a lot. I think that that was part of it. I think that he felt, uh, you know, that, that, that incident happened, and it was... It was a bad foul, but but what it resulted in really wasn't what Brooks did. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, he broke, he did break his his elbow, but Brooks didn't hit his elbow. Like there, that was, it, I know cause and effect and all that, but I think Brooks felt like that was just you know a hard foul. Um, he went to to Peyton individually afterward and apologized. Uh, Peyton seemed to accept that, um, and I don't think that. I think that Brooks felt a little bit hurt by the fact that there was never, other than Peyton saying what he said, which was that he accepted it, that there was no sort of more official sort of apology from the Warriors, um, or not apology, but just uh, uh, you know, uh, like when cool, when they got a little bit cooler heads later in the in the series, that there was never any any kind of um, acknowledgement that what he did was was not as bad as maybe what Kerr said he did. <laughs> it's a long way of saying yes, he does still harbor resentment over that. Um, how much of what Brooks takes on is just him, and how much of it is the, like the tradition of good Memphis teams that always have had sort of a handy villain, like a, like a decade ago, that guy was Tony Allen. And that uh, those good Memphis teams in the in the middle of last decade, you know, had serious defensive presences, and they were they were mean teams to play. Is there any sense that that is that 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 Brooks senses that he is advancing the historical Memphis Grizzlies team? I think that's part of it. I think he feels it's his identity individually within the league, but I also think it's unavoidable because. You know, you walk 
around Memphis and everything is still that grit and grind business, you know, it's it's probably harder to pull that off with John Morant, but you can with Dylan Brooks, you know. Um, you know, he the, the the Tony Allen role, which is is kind of what what Dylan Brooks has taken on, is is uh, yeah, it's still it's still part of that that culture there, and and you know, I, I know he's he's aware of it and and is trying to live up to it. One last question about Dylan Brooks before we take your temperature at the Western Conference and the rest of the NBA. We're talking to Tim Kewen here of ESPN. Um, you know, Dwight Schrute famously says on The Office, you know, I didn't come here to make any friends, and I haven't. <laughs> and and basically, that is the modus operandi, I think, of, of Draymond Green's career, and it's it's obviously how Dylan Brooks is is building his career. It's funny, you'd think that Defensive defense forward players would have a level of admiration for each other. When Draymond was asked about, you know, there was a comparison made between his game and and Rudy Gobert. Draymond took great umbrage to that. He was insulted by it. You tried to compare Draymond to Dylan Brooks, and and Dylan basically got insulted by it. Says he doesn't like Draymond at all. He doesn't like Golden State. Doesn't like anything they do with them. And and it feels like. Being angry is an attribute that maybe even more NBA players need. Do you think he really dislikes Draymond or he admires him so much and sees enough in him, in Draymond, that he's, you know, professionally jealous in, in some ways? Uh, you know, I kind of let his high school coach, this isn't in the piece, but I'll let his high school coach answer that because I asked him a, a version of that question and his answer was, if Dylan Brooks got traded to the Warriors tomorrow, he and Draymond would be fast friends by by Friday. You know, like in, in like three days, right. it would be. They, they're the, they are in a lot of ways the same guy. Um, you know, and if you look at the, the the Warriors' criticism of of Brooks and and the Grizzlies is that he sort of hasn't earned the right to talk. You know, right? Um, and I and I think Brooks Brooks doesn't quite buy into that. You know, I think he feels like. It, whatever whatever he can do to try to get in their heads just a little bit, um, you know, as he said, all he wants is a little bit of real estate in the in the guy's head that he's guarding. Um, he probably should know that he's probably not getting that real estate. He's not probably closing that deal with the Warriors at this point. I think they all know each other well enough and and have uh, have the histories. But but yeah, I I think that I. I think he admires what Draymond does. I mean, he's, he's, they are two of the few guys that you can say they can guard Giannis and they can guard Lillard. You know, I mean, that's just, there aren't very many guys that can do that. And yeah, I was, you know, I knew the history with those two, but I was more, more or less trying to pay him a compliment and, and it kind of went sideways. <laughs> you know, it, you, you've been covering sports for a very, very long time. This feels like a very unique Western Conference where the four and the ten seed are separated by a grand total of three games. Uh, again, the Warriors are, are, are looking to go four games over 500 for the first time all season. And if they do that, they will go from, you know, kind of the outhouse to sitting sort of pretty here in the Western. It's, it's just nuts. Um, what do you think of the Western Conference and how jumbled up it truly is? Well, I, I look at it and, and my take is that the playoffs are going to be fun, right? I mean, you're not going to have that traditional <laughs> blowout matchup, you know, until you get to the semis. Um, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun right off the bat because the teams are so evenly matched. 
Um, you know, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting that you know Memphis went through a really bad stretch. They are you know they've kind of righted the ship a little bit. They they look like they might stay in that two you know two three spot. Phoenix is the wild card given what they did and with with Durant. I think you know everyone expects them to be the the team that that challenges Denver or and or Golden State at some point. Um, but they're kind of thin, and they're kind of thin with big players, at least with big defensive players. Once once Aiton's out of there, and I, you know, um, I defer to people who know a lot more than I than I do. But I happen to be watching Jalen Rose today, and his take was that if the Warriors play the Suns in a playoff matchup, they'll foul DeAndre Aiton out early because they'll just get him in pick and roll matchups from the from the jump, and and it'll it, once he's out of there, there's there's that's their advantage over the Warriors. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I think there's going to be, you know, great matchups all the way up and down. And, and uh, hey, Sacramento's in there probably, more than likely, barring an, a, a historic collapse, which I don't put it past them. But I, I think that's a, that's a really fun a really fun story up there, too. It's 5 o'clock, by the way. Look at that, Ray. <laughs> Ray tossing to the top of the hour. Wow. You're listening to 95.7 The Game. KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well, better be free. Better look out, Tim. Ray's been in broadcasting school. The only thing that 5 oh, o'clock I- tells me is that we're 55 minutes away from getting the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that I've been talking too much. You didn't mention that. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh... Based on your week in Memphis, and maybe you were focused inordinately on Brooks, but do you get a sense that this team is mature enough to make the kind of deep run in the playoffs that will get everybody the notice that Brooks clearly craves for himself? Is this team ready to to make a run, or are they still, in your mind, a bit away from that? I think they're a bit away from it. I, I think in some ways they've, even though they played better, this doesn't probably make a whole lot of sense, but they, for what they need to be in the playoffs, I think they've kind of taken a little bit of a step back because they're not, I mean, Brooks just simply can't shoot the three. Morant has gotten considerably worse um, from, a, from a level that wasn't that great to begin with. Um, you know, Bain is kind of their only consistent outside shooter and I don't I don't know how far that takes you you know I don't know how far that takes you in this in this game today's game um, and then there is yeah there is that maturity level they, they, they can get they can kind of get a little bit over their skis you know a Morant can he can he can he can forget that there's four other guys on the court um, you know Jaron Jackson jr. gets into foul trouble pretty frequently Um It'd be interesting. I think a big key is is what happens when Stephen Adams comes back because, um, despite his sort of wild man look and attitude, sometimes he's kind of the the steadying influence on that team. And and uh, I, I just noticed it a lot, even when he's not playing. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's like following Taylor Jenkins down to the scorers table during play. You know, during while the game's going on, like giving him a giving him tips and stuff, and they seem to be fine with it. You know, here's a guy on the team and sweats running down to talk to the coach as, he, as the game's going on, and, and, and that 
that seems to be a, a you know a role that they're willing to give him. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think. I don't know that they're in any better position than they were last year, to be honest. Tim Kewen, ESPN senior writer. Great article, great piece on, on Dylan Brooks. An interesting profile. You should check it out, considering he's got two more dates with the Golden State Warriors coming up before this season ends. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. Uh, you too. Thank you, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.